Friday. Welcome to FME Attention Undivided. This is the calm, cool, and calculated Dan O. Uh, host, host, owner, Free Music Empire? I don't think it's a thing to own. I think it's just a website. But uh, if it was an asset, that's my asset. So I am here, and FME Attention Undivided is dedicated to talking to fascinating people, uh, whether it be Pulitzer Prize nominated poets or my guests today who have put out something like the best album of the year is something you can debate. It's something you can yell at your friends about and nobody knows what it is. But (laughs) what can't be disputed is the loudest rap album of the year, (laughs) which is Mighty Cannons. Yeah. Ace Cannons. And Mighty Healthy. Yes, sir. Uh, I am so excited to talk about this this album. Uh, MC Ace Cannons, uh, producer Mighty Healthy. Welcome. Welcome, man. What's Happy up, to be here. What's up? What's yeah. up? Uh, it's been great. And it's been great watching people figure out who you guys are. Like... The people, some people knew Mighty Healthy previously because you know King Mighty Two did did some stuff, yeah. and then they're like, "Ooh, this Ace Cannons," and you know, uh, which is what I was saying last year. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, to put that out right on front, shout out and thank you to Jason Griff. I think Jason Griff was on here last year, and uh, I was like, "What do you listen to?" And he's like, "Ace." Cannon, sincerely. Shout out to shout out to Jason, man. <laughs> man I was like, shit. All right. Stuff coming too. Yeah. I put it on. I was like, God damn. It was, it was a project I kept coming back to. Uh, just always enjoyed. So yeah, and Mighty Healthy, you did some production on that too, a little bit. I did the most production on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and the concussion. <laughs> yeah, concussion. Yeah, shout out yeah. to concussion. Yeah. Mighty and Concussion held it down on that joint. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Technology did two joints on that too. Yeah, they held it down. That was... So, was that your debut, Ace? Was that, was that the first or was that... Nah, it's it's, it's just... I, I don't know. I guess I just got... I don't know. I want to say acclimated to how things are now, but I've put out plenty of projects just not on a, uh, like a streaming platform like type of deal you know what i mean but i got, I got you that piff releases you know in the that piff soundcloud and all that live <laughs> mixtapes.com yeah, um, all that yeah. shit yep. yep i remember i remember yeah. uh, calling through that so yeah and my, my first first person who ever followed me on twitter was mookie jones a pip rap from texas and i just yeah. i reviewed his mixtape uh yeah i mean that's 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 how it was. We were just on live mixtapes, just pulling everybody's shit. All that shit, yeah, MySpace, yeah, all of that. Yep. So, but that's awesome. Good hear. I mean, when I heard "Sincerely Yours," I was like, "This is somebody with an unnatural amount of poise, right? Just like someone 
who is like confidently walking us through this world, you know? Uh, and it wasn't all swagger. It's like very literary. It's very, a lot of high level writing, but it was like, it was confident. It's a confident album. Uh, and I was like, if people need to hear this. So um, I was glad to hear that you were working with Mighty. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. We already had this in the, we already had this in the works for a while, you know, but it just, we just wanted to wait for the right time. It had to be right. And, you know, we didn't want to rush it. You know, it had to be, it had to be right. Like we had Molotov. When did we have Molotov in Catatonic? So, yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll talk about Molotov for a bit. Yeah. Um, so Molotov is actually the first time someone has ever rapped over Mighty Healthy Beat. So uh, I would like to say that was the end of 2019. And then, um, yeah, we kind of just been been rocking since. You hear that, everybody? I was the first to rap on a Mighty first. Healthy Beat. The first. 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 We Ben had this. Ben Ben. Yeah, what, what was funny was that, uh, you know, I, have, I, I would say I was probably producing for about a year, um, and I had no interest of working with rappers. I thought I was just going to do, like, the Flying Lotus, like, Mad Lip thing and just put out beat tapes. And then Ace was the first person to change my mind. Which is strange, because, like, Flying Lotus, whenever I listen to Flying Lotus, I'm like, nobody could deal with these beats. These beats are nuts. Like, but, like... Your beats, because you are, and this is like, this is where the Swiss beats comes into effect, right? Your love of Swiss beats. Part of what was great about Swiss beats is he was so good for rappers. Yeah. Rappers sounded great over Swiss beats. So like people listen to it now and they go, this isn't a great beat, but you're like, it's a great song though. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> you know? and, and that's like, you you set the stage of the, like a big stage for a rapper to swoop in and terrorize the audience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how is this? I mean, I've, I've seen your posting streaming numbers that look nice, that look very nice. Um, shout out to that. I would say, how does this compare to the releases incrementally? That you've that you've had King Mighty King Mighty Two, are we at an upward trajectory? Oh, 100 percent. That 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 opening day was probably the best opening day I've ever had musically, and the the best part about um, the you know, the reception so far is that it's just been word of mouth. You know, um, a lot of the King Mighty Two reach has probably been through ads and you know people like yourself discovering like yo what is it. Um, and and um, but 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 this one really has just been word of mouth so far. I haven't really haven't really um, advertised the album that much. I know I advertise a single a lot, but um, yes, it's been awesome so far. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's there's an advantage to that because there's some of these advertising lanes where you're you're kind of waiting in line behind a bunch of other people that are advertising in the same spot, mm -hmm. and that's not that's not fun. Yeah, that's not a position of power. If that makes yeah, sense, it's a whole other. You know, it's it is a problem that a lot of um, independent artists have. It's just you spend so much time making the thing, but then there's the next level of 
making sure people hear the thing. But I mean, you know, it it the reception's been great so far, and it's going to keep going. And that's and it's the best part about that is the marketing and like you doing it your way through grimynobody.com through like just word of mouth is it's definitely a theme of this album. It's definitely yeah. a theme of Mighty Cannons, right? Of of being of just not doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, people ask, I've I've been approached a lot just Hey, why aren't you doing it on Bandcamp? Why aren't you doing it on this? Um, and I'm like, well, I don't use Bandcamp, so I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't. But the thing is, I'm like, well, you know, I just like having things in, 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 uh, in kind of just my own, you know, kind of my own, my own space and kind of just doing my own thing and being self-sufficient. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh Hey, Ace, did you, did you, were you talking to Mighty about this? How did you feel about how it was received and about, is it how you wanted it to be received? Oh, it's a hundred percent how I wanted it to be. Like, it's better than what I thought it was going to be. Um, he'll tell you, like, do, through this process, like in the beginning, it was like, yo, you, yo, you, it would be certain beats and stuff you would pick out and be like, yo, did you write to this yet? Yo, did you write to this? what'd you think about this and i'd be like putting certain stuff off to the side because i like other stuff better and i'd be doing other beats and other stuff he sent me and i send it and like he would say nothing about the other stuff <laughs> but everything about everything about what he wanted me on and i was like yeah. kind of started to get it and um it was kind of like a you know hey trust me kind of thing and you know i've been in a lot of situations uh as to where as like um I'm listening to this person, listening to that person, or this person trying to tell me, or this person, or I'm like, no, I want to do it all on my own. I don't want nobody guiding me. But this was like the first time where I really like let go of the will and was like, you know, I, I want to write. I want to just put all of my focus on rapping. I don't want to think about the beats. I don't want to think about the marketing, right. X, Y, Z. We could talk about that stuff, but as far as the creative process, I just really wanted to focus on just rapping and not, and not really let um, Mighty do what he does, and that's produce. And he's, I feel like what he has over a lot of other producers is that he, it's it's not that he just, he's a beat maker, he's a producer. He right. produced it, you know what I mean? You hear that album, the way it's all strung together and everything, oh. that was him. He gets 100% credit for that. So I just sit back and I let him weave everything together. And I had my little, yeah, I had my little like, you know, tidbits and ideas and everything. And he's a good listener too. That's a good thing about working. When you're a creative, you work with somebody. Um, it's not all that he's just guiding the whole thing. It's like, if I'm like, cause I, like I told him in the beginning, if it's something I don't like, or if it's something that I feel could be a little different, I'm going to say it, but if, Everything else, I'm just gonna fall back and let you guide it, and that's what he did, man. He knocked it out of the park. And mighty, I think the the last words on this album are like a, an audio clip that's like a few seconds that just basically <laughs> says, "You shut up and go away." It's so funny how that came about, right? Because um, it was it was one of my friends from high school. You know, I was just chopping it up. We just send voice notes back and forth. 
And he, he just sent me that out the blue. And I forgot what we were talking about. I think I was on vacation one time. I'm like, yo, you don't know this, but this is going to be the outro of my album. <laughs> and, uh, and it's funny because I think he wants to be a voice actor and stuff too. So I'm like, well, this is your first piece of work. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the made it. You made it. You made it. <laughs> yeah. You got the Maybach music lady that does the beginning. You you know, this this is an opportunity. Yeah, so you can sue me a decade later. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> but uh no, that's and, and you're right, Ace. When it's not just like cool beat switches, which are a big part of this project, but like the the little audio snippets that are that will anchor songs or intro songs that are never they're never long. Like the long ones always got on my nerves. Listen, like, that that has always got on my nerves. You know, people, you know, we're, we're not mentioning names, but like a lot of people have like these drawn out transitions and, and prolonged skits. It's really just to pad the runtime. And one thing I've always wanted to do whenever I got to that kind of skill set is just not do that. You know, if I want to have transitions they got to be abrupt they got to be straight to the point they got to blend and make sense and and you know that that's that's what happened yeah good fellow style editing right like boom yeah. get out of the car you start walking you're at the door i'm not watching yeah. you walk through the door um and that's that's a big part of it so this and this is leads to the question which is when you were when you began mighty can were there like ground rules? What what were you hoping to achieve? What was off? What was not going to happen? What was definitely going to happen? Hey, you want to go first? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. Let so, let the rapper talk. <laughs> from from my perspective, um, from what we talked about with this uh, project was what Mighty um, always said. He's like, y'all want to make the rap the most rapidly rap album to end all rapidly rap albums and like i understood like you know how people say how people uh nowadays say i felt that when he said that i felt i felt that i'm like i knew what he meant he like you know um respectfully like you got other artists like you know j cole you got kendrick and their albums are very introspective and it's very deep and they make you think a lot and and I'm just like, I don't want to do any of that. That's what they did. We got to, I'm just going to hone in because a lot of people just miss straight raw lyrics, boom, that straight to the point. But I'm going to throw those bars in there. You got to decipher, but it's not like nothing really introspective. We didn't want to make the artist project. We wanted to make the, the hip hop enthusiast project, like somebody that can really just listen to it and just, all the way through and just you know bang their head into a wall to it so um i feel like that was the only thing that really was like the ground rules is that we're we're gonna he's gonna produce really really good and and i'm gonna rap really really good as best as i can like that's that was my whole perspective and it took me a while to get it because he'll tell you i was kind of like on the fence and i was like i didn't get it at first and um, he was like, just trust me, just trust me. And that's like, I, I can't remember what song it was. Maybe, maybe he knows, but um, he remembers. Yeah, it, but, was, it, was, it was when I, um, so to kind of show a little uh, a bit of the process, oh, pretty much all the beats that he originally heard was not 
what ended up uh, on the album. I produce around stuff, I'll switch stuff, I'll add stuff around. So like once I started, I think it was probably Birds of a Feather. It's like, okay, I get it now. I get oh, it. Oh, Birds of a Feather is incredible. <laughs> yeah. He he might have sent that beat to me like four or five times and he'd be like, yo, you write to that one beat? And I'd be like, uh nah. But once I finally wrote to it and he did what he did, and I was like, Oh, okay. So Birds of a Feather might have been the track where I was like Okay, I get it. I see what yeah. you're trying to do. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's funny. Like, Bir Birds of a Feather, I made two years ago. I, I made it the day of the Rhythm premiere versus. And so as soon as I made it, I'm like, okay, I don't know who's going to have this, but, like, this is going to be the one, Whoever, whoever's going to have it. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, I would say kind of the ground rules was, you know, obviously have fun. I wanted it to be a fun project. You know, as you see, there's a bunch of Dragon Ball Z stuff inspired. Like, I, I've always wanted to make an album that just felt like a Dragon Ball Z episode. Just like from start to finish, just pure action. And, you know, it's exactly 30 minutes, you know, but no commercial breaks. It's just all action. And, you know, I, I just wanted to have fun. You know, a lot of guys um, that, 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 that put out. I think a lot of people, I think that, that'll go over a lot of people's head if you really, if they didn't go through that time and you didn't explain it like that, but. We both come from that come from that era where like we watch with big Dragon Ball fans, and that's where we link to because I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan and Adult Swim and all of that. And yep, yep. If you listen to that album, it feels like you're watching Adult Swim from the way it comes on to the skits and, and the little the inserts, and it's exactly yep. 30 minutes, which every episode on Adult Swim is 30 minutes. So like that was all him, like that intricate thinking. Like I want it to be exactly 30 minutes to you know, like, that's genius. That's 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 genius work right there. And uh, uh, we, we, we could share this. Um, we even tried to get, um, what's that guy's name? Who's the Toonami guy again? I can't remember. The guy that plays the robot on Toonami that talks when he comes oh, in. Oh, shit, we okay. Tried get, we tried to get him. We tried to get him to tie that all together to make it more oh, obvious. But we couldn't. Yeah, and, and they, yeah, it, it just... The, the person we saw good to back just was not with it. But, yeah, you know, we're really trying to lean into that. Just like it just feels like an episode of something. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, you know, Mighty Can is just a culmination of just everything we like, everything we like. And just, you know, the the I, tr I really tried to make the you know, we really tried to make the most exciting project possible. Yeah, the one that lives in my head, the little snippet lives in my head, the, mo the most is the crazy apparition thing yeah oh yeah yeah birds of a feather yeah that shit really because it's it's so out of nowhere and it's so that old timey it's like, creepy orphan. it's creepy a little bit it's like voodoo, <laughs> like some voodoo shit like i don't know i don't know what he was thinking that shit was creepy and then you got like frieza you have frieza <laughs> laughing people might not catch that part but that laughing at the end is frieza you know yeah toy animation don't sue us <laughs> no, it, it's well. I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah what we said. Yeah, what, yeah. Was, the thing is, like, the and, and the cool thing of what Ace said about like just rapping, right? And the one of the most interesting things about hip hop is if you're just rapping your ass off, um, like the story about the surrealists back in the day was they would clear their mind of everything and then just start painting whatever was mm -hmm. whatever was there. And once it was done, they'd be like, oh, shit, that's probably symbolic of that's probably, you know what I mean? 
it, their unconscious was full of shit, full of stuff that ended up on the canvas. So when you just start rapping, like the pain is there. You know what I mean? The perseverance is there. It's it's gonna be there. So there's still shit on this that is like some of the most motivational bars I've ever heard. Like just like well, you go ahead and strip me naked, I'm gonna come back fully clothed. Like, you know, I will not lose music, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, but there's also some real uh I mean beautiful, beautiful shit. The fucking ending, my favorite song. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Spoiler alert. My favorite song. You the body of that song is you kind of retreating into childhood. Yeah. What breath smelled like. What what people were around. It's it, it's beautiful. It, it's yeah. it's a beautiful song. It's this is the end of the album. Thank you. Within the end of the album is the beginning of where the album came from. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, um uh, it's, wow. It, it, it's, it's funny, right? I, was it my idea? To, I was like, yo, just talk about your childhood on this one. Was it was it my idea? Yeah, it was like you was you were saying like you need to like just travel, just travel. And I went back on it and I just, you know, it because it it sounded like growing up. So like with that whole like watching Dragon Ball, watching Marvel and all these mm-hmm. comic book DC stuff. And, you know, that's why I say superhero theme music, you know, like. Like, this is what it sounds like to me. Like, I'm sitting there going back to those days where I'm watching those early morning cartoons and stuff. Like, that's what that beat sounded like to me. So it took me there. But, yeah. And then um, as far as the production approach, like, I, um, so what, what I'll tell people is, like, Jesus is my favorite Kanye album. And yeah. I liked, and I like that because uh, it's it's like he purposely didn't give you soul stuff. And then and he chose when to give it to you. And I always like um bound. <laughs> so like I'm like, okay, this obviously isn't bound, but you know, people know me. I don't do the drumless stuff. I don't I don't do I don't sample certain things. So I'm like, okay, I wanted to end it completely different from the rest of the album, but still matches the album. Yeah. No, it, it's yeah, it's it's really cool and the, the the intentionality of the sequencing is really present. It's really I think that was the to me that was like the he'll tell you like I, I, I like to be transparent. Like going into this album, I was like terrified because of how good King Mighty Two was. Bear. I was like, Bear. dude, like I was like the way you produced that album, like like it, it that album is like an anomaly to me because it's not really like you know, from an MC standpoint, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, oh, I can't rap that good. Or, you know, it, it was just, everything was good. Micah did everything good. He did everything good. He did all the sequencing. Everything was just perfect about that album. And it just, I love that album. I still listen to that album. So yep. the way he like weaved that album together, what him and Micah did, man, is still something to be like, like I feel like that still needs to be like said and promoted. Like that album is so good, and um, that motivated me more with this project because I was like, you know, even though like obviously we had this Mighty Cannons idea before, even before the first like uh, King Mighty, they did it first, so that's what people know first. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like I'm coming behind two great projects, 
with the mighty and somebody else name. Like if people are used to King Mighty and King Mighty Two, it's like Mighty Cannons. <laughs> like, nah. I'm like, yo, he knows. I told him and Jamil, shout out to Jamil. I told both of them, like, I don't know, yo, it's so good. I don't know if I can do it. They did a, such a good job, you know. So, but um, and, and man, it's I'm funny. Glad, I'm glad everybody's like, you know, fucking with yeah, it. And, and it's like, it's really. funny. What, what was and and what was my reaction for the very beginning? I was just like, now, nah, now, nah, now, nah, we gonna get it out of here, man. Nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. come on, man. <laughs> Come on, mice. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's interesting to think about how those projects are are interesting and different. Like King Micah, to me, he sounds like someone who's beating you at while paying forty percent attention. Yeah. Wow. He's got he's got this like casual intelligence to the way he performs mm-hmm. and writes. Where he sounds, he's like, I'm bored with you, but I'm gonna beat you and take my time with you know. That's, how, that's what he did on the album. I was like, yo, he's talking about his teacher, and it made it seem like I'm smarter than my teacher. I wonder <laughs> if he knows the lesson. Like, well, know. there was a, the biggest moment on that where I think he's like that is there's a part of the verse where he's like, but I'm not even mad at you. Right. You're part of that system. I'm just right. smarter than you. <laughs> that's, that's, he's very cerebral that way. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 like it, it, it. And, and and that was a funny thing because you know, working with him, he's like the calmest, chillest guy to ever work with. And so, you know, the goal for King Mighty Two, I'm like, okay, like how do I rattle him? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, how do I, you know, and and it's just like no matter how chaotic the beat, like he still found his he was yep. still centered. Yep. And, he's zen. Yeah, super zen. And I think and, the difference is with Ace is Ace is kind of the inspector deck of that. Like he's like, you know, if you were to think of Micah as like the the calm king of his own world, Raekwon ish, right? Uh-huh. And then like Ace is inspector deck. Ace is huh. the person who jumps on the song, I'll takes it. it over, and is just like, I take well, it. You know, yeah. Um, like yeah. deck has verses that change the world. Yeah, we talked about we talked we talk about that like how like that single handedly has some of like the best verses on like Wu Tang records and you know it's it's incredible. Shout out to Deck, man. It's it's incredible. Deck, Ghost, all of them incredible. Yup. No, it is so that's that's I think the difference with with the writing, but the how long did the sequencing take to really get where you wanted? <laughs> oh man that oh my god it was so it was so ambitious like it um but honestly like, it probably took a couple weeks probably took a couple weeks um kind of the same thing with with, with uh with king mighty 2 um the difference is it's like you know a year has gone by so things have changed in my skill set and so it was way more ambitious but it was fewer songs, even though there was like mad beat switches. So it still felt like 15 songs. Right. Uh, yeah, probably a couple weeks. Uh, what I like to do is, uh, and I think I probably talked about this in like uh, the first interview, is um, in the beginning stages of a project, I already have an idea of what, how the album should go, even if I don't have the music yet. So I already had an idea of like, okay, I want like a fast paced intro. There has to be a beat switch. And then we have to get into like one of the singles, which was FKS. 
I'm like, there has to be beat switch there. And okay, maybe on the third track, we have Molotov. Like I already had um, everything in mind. So once I got, you know, all the vocals and stuff back, it was just a matter of just putting what I wrote down together. That's awesome. Yeah, no, and, and the one, I was fascinated by Gotham being number five, right? Because you've got the <laughs> fucking ending, you've got the intro, and the key is you don't want anyone to get worn out by this, right? Yeah. You're going to wrap your ass off over these huge drums. You've got to have the pace has got to be right. So the fifth song is as important as the last song, right? Because you don't want people to get off the ride and yeah. check out. So Gotham is, when did you know Gotham was the middle of the album? The hi-hat on that is just heinous and and Yes, that, that beat is so ignorant. Like it's like the most ignorant. Like oh, uh, bo- uh, bo- both of them, and, and and it's funny. So many people, um, because I had the idea because the other beat I had given it to so many people. Like um, like a Lucid had that one. Um, Alex Ludovico had that one. Um, I'm trying to think who else had. A lot of people had it, but then what? No, I'm talking to those people that had that beat. But, <laughs> Right? Like, hey, but it's good. But but it's funny though because you know I'm putting together the thing, and, and Gotham was kind of just like the first new idea because I was like, okay, they're both at the same BPM. I could do this. I could do that. And then you know the the one thing with beat switches is that um, they always kind of go the same. It's like, oh yeah, we'll change the beat after the verse, and we'll go to like another song, whatever. But I was like, what if, what if I treated the beat switch? as a hook or and then oh and what if i just kept switching it back and forth i never really heard that before mm-hmm. so i was like okay i'm doing that and then uh we'll just we're just getting getting decided okay and um one of my biggest the reason why it's kind of smack in the middle is because i feel most albums kind of crumble in the middle mm. um not to say that king mighty 2 crumbled in the middle but i was like i wish we had something more hype in the middle I think in the middle we had uh what was it? I I, I think it was uh culinary arts. I think it was where like it was like a, it was like it was still it, it was still up tempo, but it was it was still kind of smooth. Oh yeah. So I was just like, nah, if I want energy from one to ten, like I need another ten in the middle. You need ignorance. Uh, you need straight it, ignorance. It, oh god, that was so ignorant. And then the it goes back into birds of feather. Like it's just this is stupid, man. <laughs> if you look at the classic albums, they have a song in the middle that like introduces you to the second half of the album. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like I know you like that shit. I like that shit too, but there you check go. it out. And yeah. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill right. you right now, but then I'm gonna let Josiah come in and have oh. probably one of the best verses I ever heard him write. <laughs> that is definitely but. the that is the best verse I've ever heard him do. Like that verse, uh, he killed that. He killed it. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. And you know, him and him and Jamil, man. Like, I don't know those guys, man. Like I said, like out of the features on the album, like Josiah, Jamil, I'm, I'd be like this. <laughs> yeah, which one's the best? Yeah, because I love Jamil's verse on have like. It like like if the song's here, when he comes on, it like goes up like this. Like it's it's so good. It's so good, man. 
It's his element. It's his yeah. element. Shout out to yeah. Jamal Honesty, the legend, man. Yeah, shout, shout out to all the guests. Um, shout, Grass, out to, shout out to uh, Substance, uh, too, man. Dub, Josiah, Bill. Grasshopper. Yeah. Yeah. Capitana. My favorite. My favorite Posse Cup might be open book. Just that. That is just such a high level of, you know, of rapping. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I hope, like I, like sometimes I, I tell um, Mighty a lot. Like when we like talking about the songs, I'm like, I said so much. I hope it didn't go over people's head. Like I hope the average, like the listener, will really like listen to what I actually said. But like just from the hook standpoint, from Jamil and me doing the hook at the same time, it was like for me, it was like I want this tribe called quest type feeling for like where it's more than one person saying the hook and they might not even be perfectly in like but they're saying it together like I wanted that whole like tribal feeling like that that you know that shit that we missed that shit we grew up on that's what I wanted in there so it's like like we said it's like everything we ever liked so I wanted to have that element in there and um Jamil man he killed he killed it on the hook and we should speak about hooks at this point because a lot of the rapidy rap albums that you hear now, right? They have several issues, right? Uh, the first is, and this is mentioned within the body of the album, not spoiler, but they are like semi Dillinger beats, Dillinger Jr. beats, right? Derringer, sorry, Derringer Jr. beats. Uh, the Underground's Wash, that's what I said. I don't mince words. The <laughs> underground's Wash, all y'all do is dub Derringer and Alchemist. And so, but the second problem is they take the hooks out too. So now you have Derringer Jr. beats, no hooks, and you just have someone rapping until their face is all red, right? And like, and you're like, okay, but the other guy did that too. So it, that, it, it's so ridiculous. Like it, it's, the, the problem is if you're going to do that, you have to, like, what are you doing, one, that's going to separate yourself from the 6,000 other people that put out the same album with the same cover, mm -hmm. with the same vinyl, with the same release schedule, with the same everything. And, and it's just like, if you're going to do that, like I, like, I get it. You know, people want to rap again. People want to, you know, make music with integrity. But it's like, how are you making it exciting? If I if, see one more album cover with like the, I don't know. The you know, be like of, the Statue of Liberty with a blindfold over her eyes, with like I don't know Frank Sinatra in the corner, like I, like, like you know, uh, Mary like Lodges, you know, like cocaine everywhere. Like, come on, man! And and well, it yeah. stand out so much because we have great album covers now too. Artists are all over the internet, right? Mm -hmm. All you have to do, everybody, like you know, people have dope people who do all their albums right that you're just like holy shit you know um and so if i look at your album cover and it's whack i'm like how, why is it whack the dude who's broker than you has a better album cover. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants to do like e even though you know uh it's hard to say underground but just you know the whole independent scene it's almost like there's like a mainstream independent scene that everybody wants to aspire to mm -hmm. and yeah. it's just like why keep doing the same thing? You know, the people above you have 
gone there by being themselves. So why are you going to sit there and copy that? Right. Um, you know, that that's why like album cup, album art is always huge to me. Like I, I usually do. Well, I've done probably nearly all my album art. Um, uh, this guy, shout out to uh, Dark Hand Zero. He did. Um, uh, he, he was one that, that did the characters. So I like because I, I draw too. So I like I did the sketch and I just had him just flesh it out. But then, you know, I do all my packaging, do everything like album art is crucial to me because mm. just like if you don't know me from a hole in the wall, but then you see something like this, you're like, OK, I, I at least need to see what this is about. It's it's weird because at Ace, as I said, I started this shit 11 years ago, pulling weird shit from Dat Piff and live mixtapes and all that shit. And I it came to a point where I was like, yo, if you took that much time on the art, it's probably going to be good. You know, like, why would you take so much time to have such a beautiful cover and then just dump wax shit on it? And that's like that that was more rare than the whack cover leading to a whack album. Yeah. Um, but hooks, hooks wise, Birds of a Feather has a really dope hook. Gotham has a singing in the beginning that's really cool. Um did the project have any rules or general feelings about where hooks were in the process? Uh, I'll, I'll let you go. Not really. That, that was that was one of the things uh, when how you said when we talked and what we talked about, like um, uh, mighty mighty style is um, and you'll get this if you listen to like if you listen to a lot of the earlier music like the the first uh, you know two king mighties he doesn't. His thing is he didn't like like a lot of structure, like a formal song structure. Like, but me, I'm uh, if you ever heard any of my older music, I am I like hooks, I like structure, I like songs, you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm gonna meet you halfway. We're gonna have some songs like the rise. Like if you notice the rise, it comes in and I'm it's like a kind of like a mel melodic, it's like a hook, but then I go right into the rap. And it's just rap from now on. I'm not doing no, and it goes right into um Gotham. And then you know this like open book, and you know he, like we both let each other live in what we like to do on a project. And me, I'm a hook guy. I love writing hooks. In mm. fact, when I get off of here, I have to do a hook for um King Micah that he's been waiting on, and the deadline's tomorrow. So <laughs> I got you. I got you, bro. After this, when I'm done this, this is what I'm doing. So yeah, that's like my thing. I love I love hooks, man. I love hook making, and um, that was uh, that was one of the things that I was real big on, and you know, and that was that compromise. Like I want to do hooks. You don't like hooks and song structure, but we found a we found a way to make it work. And like you know, I know it's gonna sound crazy because it's our project, but like I really listen with an honest ear, and I'm like, I don't think. I listen to everything else and I'm like, I don't think it's as good. I just don't. And, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but that's just how I feel. Like, I'm like, that's good. That's good. That's great. But nah, man, some, of the, some of the shit he did with the beats and shit I'm doing with lyrics, like, come on, bro. Like, call a spade a spade, bro. That shit is just out of here, bro. It's different. It's just different. It's different than anything else out. And that's the, that's why I like it a lot. It's not even that you can argue that other things are better, but it's just not like anything else. That's what I love about this project. Yeah, Mighty Cannons feels like 
the character that took over the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, everybody walking out of the theater, like, when are they going to give that character his own movie? That character. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it, you know, the rocket raccoon of the whole deal. Um, <laughs> but, no, it, it's the hooks. And, and people who don't know should go back to Sincerely Yours, listen to Helpless. Ace Cannons is 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 buttery on that singing, you know, um, and and it's it's a very smooth situation. I would say that it's awesome to know that to know that you were weaving in the hooks when you could, mm-hmm. uh, and Mighty was creating chaos. Uh, where we need to, right, that's his, <laughs> that's, his, that's that's his mo. But like um, like we said with this album, this. This Mighty Cannons album, we're artists, and this is art, and this is an art form, but this wasn't the artist album. This was the, like he said, the rapidly rap album to end all rapidly rap albums. And, like, you know, like you said, if you listen to Cecilia Yours, you can tell I like to do other things. I like to be, like, like, like go into artist mode. But um, with this album, it was like, yo, I just... You're really good at re- rapping, like rap, rap. I want you to really rap. And that's all I focused on was really rapping instead of just trying to make like the artist project where I'm, you know, everybody got to make a song, a concept song where you're speaking from the perspective of something else. But, you know, I didn't do none of that. It was just like, yo, straight up, kill it. Like the yeah. shit we grew up on, Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, Outkast, rap. You know what I mean? Buster. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, well, and it was, it, it's what it, the other thing that goes that we need to put on the table here in terms of rapidly rap albums, right? And in terms of uh, misconceptions, people doing it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about Derringer Jr. beats. We talked about No Hooks, rapping mm-hmm. to your blue in the face. The next one is the, the notion that if you, if you do it, right now in one take and put it out that makes it like awesome and mm-hmm. organic right like you're like oh i, I killed this shit it, it's a thousand years ago used to run a poetry uh venue locally right I used to run a help run a poetry organization and i was never a poet i was always a short story writer just i like to read the shit out loud so you liked it and these kids would drive me nuts they'd come and be like I just wrote this in the back of the room. <laughs> the title is the date. And I'm like, I hate you. Go away. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I it was you. always awful, right? Because it was like, you didn't edit that shit at all. Like, half of it doesn't even make sense. Like, um, so the notion that rapidly rap is like whatever comes out of your face whole, uh, is awful. Oh, man. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll let Ace talk to uh, what he changed, like in his writing process for this, because it's it's interesting. Oh well, yeah, like um, like a lot of times in my music, like I'm so sure of what I'm writing, like that, like like let's just say since we talked about sincerely yours, like when I write a song, I used to follow this thing that uh, the singer Neo said that Jay Z said to him. That if you have to think about a song too long, you know, that's not the song you want to write. So everything I wrote, I was so confident in it and I felt it. And I was like, that's it. Every song I did, that's it. 
I might go back and tweak it or I might want to say it a little different with the same words, but that's it. But with this project, I really wanted to take my time because I knew I was really rapping, rapping. And I wanted to be so articulate that I like I changed the way I write. Like this album changed the way I write music. And um, like going back to songs after I wrote them and like changing lyrics and really harping on just like two bars and like how I want to do it and um, you know, trying to make these like these double, triple entendres. Like I was like thinking about I, I thoroughly thought about what I wanted to say. And I was like, if somebody catches it, they catch it. If you catch what I'm saying on Birds of a Feather, the first verse, then you catch it. If you don't, you don't. If you catch what I'm saying on the second half when the beat change, you don't, you don't. But that's what I love about like deep writing. Cause sometimes I'll still go back and listen to OJ or Nas or Eminem and I might catch something now that I'm, you know, I'm older and I'll be like, oh, I didn't even realize he was saying that. So I love music that you can like break down and dissect. And that's what I wanted to do with my writing. So like I, I honed in on that uh, particular thing and, I, and I'll never write the same again. I, Mighty, I forced myself to go back and listen to old Eminem recently. <laughs> and... Can I tell you what I miss from old Eminem to now Eminem? You talk uh, about this. Go ahead. I want to hear what you say. Yeah. All right. All right. Here, here's my pick. I was listening to old Eminem, Slim Shady LP. And I was like, fuck. He was so good at character movement outside of the primary narrative. Hmm. He was so good at like, oh, no, don't cry, Haley. Right? He was so good at like, like, I'm giving you character movement around me. I'm not even talking to you now. I'm building the scene outside of that, right? And like that's friend or foe, right? Friend or foe. You know, like that don't don't move now, right? Like you'll make me nervous. <laughs> He's telling you what's happening outside of himself and painting the picture. And that's fucking writing. That's right. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, at, at his peak, like he was it was he was hilarious and effortless. And it's just like, you, you would just say stuff and it might not even be like the most poignant thing, but like you, you just can't help but bust out laughing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, Todd, Todd, they know it's us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I love him, man. Well, we're going to get to the Ace Cannon's writing segment in a bit. Yeah. There will be flowers distributed. Uh, but what, for now, what do you, what is the loudest song on this, on this album? Well, you gonna go first? I can go first. I'll tell you what the loudest song is. You go first. I think I think I know your answer. It's two records. Gotham. Mm-hmm. Molotov. Hey, Molotov feels heinous. Molotov <laughs> feels like the Sex Pistols playing "God Save the Queen" as they <laughs> did a boat next to the Queen. Whatever. Like it feels like a giant like middle finger to everybody making yeah. this sad, sorrowful rap music. Yeah. And, and shout out to Jabil. Jabil, Jabil was just all like, man, what is wrong with you? Why'd you put that song? Cause we had it done for years. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we redid it and changed some stuff for this, for this new version, but we had that song. Cause Roger, I'm saying, you know, 
I we made that in I made that beat in 2019. He recorded it in 2019, and I didn't think it was a good beat. And you know, I wasn't too crazy because like I didn't really know what I was. Too. He was tripping. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. I like I didn't really know what I was doing, and you know, because I and I think I made catatonic that same day too, mm-hmm. and like I was I was kind of whatever on them, but it was Jamil who was just like, "Come on, man! Like I have like, what's wrong with you? Why are you?" I'm so disappointed, you guys. You're not putting it out. Yo, he like, was letting people hear it. Yo, why you didn't put this out? I let I let these people hear it. I let this person hear it. Yo, y'all tripping it. And at first, it wasn't going to be on the album. And then I was like, one day I was like, yo, I think Catatonic, I mean, not Catatonic, um, Molotov needs to be on the album. And we talked about it. And, yeah, I'm glad it's on the album. Man. I'm, real, I'm glad it's on that yeah. like, an important piece. And so, and so for those listening, that's why it's called Molotov too, because you know it's like shook was it's like there's there's a first oh, version okay. <laughs> that no one will ever hear, but it exists. But you know that we obviously you know revamped it a little bit for the for the album version. That's awesome, but Mighty. What is your loudest uh, song on there? Um. I'd, I'd have to say probably Gotham. Like Gotham is just pure noise because it's it's so unmuted. You know, because Alfie at the beginning, you got the car, you got all the madness. Then I come in yelling, ah, everybody's a basket. You know, it's just it's and then it's, that's right. It the changes. You got busting, like you got busting in the, in the background. Like there's no real sit. Like it's just noise. Mm-hmm. And even the beat switch is just like I just found some other noises and just. I was like, "What's like the stupidest, noisiest thing I could possibly do?" It's like I, one of those. It's one of those burritos that's so full of stuff that you're like, "How is this even functionally a burrito anymore?" <laughs> like, I can't lift this. What is this? Um, <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Um, and oh, by the way, Mighty, we're gonna go back because Ace gave us his level of editing. I want to give you your chance to talk about your level of editing in the process of Mighty Can. Oh man, like I. I, I approach albums as from like like a director like I'm I'm like okay in this scene he's gonna do this so if he's gonna talk about this I'm gonna have this sample go do that that's why probably one of the funnest probably one of the most fun parts was um the the third verse on open book when he goes completely autobiographical and so I'm like oh let me just add all the sound effects of, to match what he's saying and pan everything and then I have the hive sample creep in. Um, yeah, you know, I, I would say my biggest skill set is not, it's not drums. It's not high tweak samples. It's not bass. It's post-production. Like, uh, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, Ace knows too, like the beats that he recorded to versus what actually came out are completely different. Mm. Um, FKS has gone through so many revisions. Um, you know, even Hive went, went through a lot of stuff. You know, all, all the beats have went through just countless revisions and revisions. Like, there's like three different versions of FKS, and like they'll never see the light of day. But um, there, there is, it was just countless, just relentless, just editing. What a treat it was! I'll say that. That's all I gotta say. What a treat it was to like yeah, because, put your well, heart out there, and then it come. Like, imagine hearing like FKS for the first time, and you didn't even know the beat was gonna switch. Like, right. Right. Yeah, because the thing is, um, FKS was originally two different songs. Pablo's Grave. Yeah, it was originally it was originally called that. 
And because, you know, because in my mind, if I'm like, okay, if the, if the BPM similar, I could find a way to, you know, switch it in or whatever. And e- e- even, even that beat switch, um, I had an early version of that the day, the, the day of the pandemic. Um, so even that one, that was like something that I was like, okay, I know I want to give it to Ace, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like album ready yet. And so once he laid that, and then once he gave us, because even FKS sounded completely different. Was, um, I, I was like, okay, I got to combine both. You know, there has to be a hook set. I, I got really into just arrangement as well. Uh, that, that, that That's one thing that I really wanted to step up with on another, on a, on a new project was just arrangement. Um, and, you know, a lot of guys that just flat out are not capable of doing that. You know, they're just loopers or whatever, but. I really want to just focus on on that part and really making a song out of it. Um, that that's why you know I don't, you didn't even ask it, but like FKS is like my favorite song. It was it was so fun doing that one. No, you I, the way you talk about FKS is like the way a parent talks about their most successful kid. <laughs> it's the closest thing I have to one. <laughs> uh, you know, FKS is doing great. I'm like, yeah, I believe it. I, it's it's a great. I'm glad. And and I think it's really important for people that are that are creators, right? Editing is not mistake hunting. Yeah. Editing is discovery. You might not even know what you really want to say yet. When you go and edit that shit, you're like, oh, that's what this whole fucking thing means. And then you edit from that perspective. And you get a wider picture, and you you get it in focus. Yeah. Yep. Big time. Yeah, and I don't. They definitely don't teach you that in school. Anyway, so going back to Ace Cannons and the writing, this Ace Cannons bit will live in my mind until it doesn't properly function. Uh, Birds of a feather. The great Alaska Adams' favorite song so far. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him because he doesn't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> so when he shout out, I'm like, oh shit. Like, hey, oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you don't see me outside because I'm low key as a lonely pianist playing the lowest key in a cement room below sea level. How low I be. Yeah. That's like a Wes Anderson movie in the middle of a roaring song about biters. Like mm-hmm. it's insane. <laughs> How important was it for to show people what good writing sounds like? To me, like to go back on what I said earlier, it was like one of those things I kept going back to when I was like, yo, like I had the first part, you know what I mean? And it was like, yo, how how low can I? Because cause anybody that knows me in real life watching this interview, they like, yeah, that dude's low. Like, <laughs> if you're close to him, then you then you know, then you know. But if you're not like real, I, you never see me. Like, I'm a low person. So it was just kind of like, you know, and you see things that's going on in the world and you see how, you know, as far as in our community, like what we do to each other and what what goes on racially. And this is like, you know, 
I just like yo, dude, and then rap this whole like like rap underground community. It's like a lot of ego, and he said this and he did that, and I'm just like yo, I don't want to be a like Jamil calls me an alien. That's how low I am. Jamil honestly always says yo, you heard of this guy, and I'm like nah, I never heard what yo, when you live under a rock. Well, I'm low, bro. I just stay low, and that's just like it was just like how many times how far can I go to tell you that I'm just like laying low and I don't give a fuck about nothing else that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, I mean, that image unfurls in this incredible way, right? If mm-hmm. he had just said, I'm low as a lonely pianist, I'd be like, oh my God, that was, that was something. Mm-hmm. There was a lonely pianist in the middle of this album. Mm-hmm. And, but then he's in a cement room, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's even sadder." Now he's below <laughs> sea level, right? Mm-hmm. Like outside of the cement room, Aquaman's arguing with his fucking mom. <laughs> that's how right. Low- right. That's one of my favorite lines on the whole project. So yeah, oh. I, get, I love that. I like when you are, anybody anybody that's a rapper that's a writer. Like they know when they when they like wrote like a really good line and it and just sticks with them. Like that's one of on the album. That's like as far as like I've been rapping. That's one of my favorite like sequences right there. And it, it's just so much funny because it's also piano samples. <laughs> that too, yeah. It was like everything, everything. It was just we talked about that before. Like I was like, yo, do I did I even notice that? And it sounds like he got birds in the background of the beat, and I'm like. <laughs> Did I notice that when I said birds of a feather? Like, I don't know. Maybe the beat talks to you when you write to it and you don't even know. Like, sometimes subconsciously, you don't even know the beat is like talking to you and you're like implementing that into the lyrics. And we, me and him talked about that before. And I was like, yo, I think I might have, the beat might have been talking to me. And that's how I came up with those bars. It's crazy. Yeah, well, and I th- I've talked to a lot of people who don't know exactly where everything traces from. And I think after you've done what you've done for years and years and years the editing is internalized to a certain extent you know your first draft gets better and better and better Mm -hmm. right so you so you get to the point where you are unconsciously putting things together and organizing things Mm -hmm. even when you're trying not to um and i think that's that's must be a part of that uh but yeah that was like that that sequence is like the saddest Pixar short film you could imagine. <laughs> that's like that's like my one and two. Like I have two favorite bars on the album, like like sequences on the album, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, and, and in a weird way, it is also vindicating because it is like you saying, "Look, the music vindicates me." That pianist below sea level in his room. Mm-hmm. Still has the piano. Yes. And that pianist is dope. So it shit sounds good, you know? And that's really all you need. Um, and that's that's a level you have to get to as a creator where if you're good at this shit, that's that has to be enough on some level. You have to disconnect sure. yourself from the rat race and let yourself get that. For sure, bro. For Big sure. Time. Yep. Speaking to the people. So the... the uh, Oh, Mighty Hell! Listen to this. I was thinking this isn't Mighty Cannons isn't 
about how many whack MCs are out there eating. I don't think that. Okay. To me, it's about how many talented MCs are messing up their career following trends that don't fit them. Oh man, this is this guy's or is that real? Huh? Did I make that up or is that real? Uh, it's a big part of it because um, I would say, you know, at least on the production side, because Ace and I, we talk about this all the time. It's like, I believe in being the change you want to see, you know? So with, you know, King Mighty 2 was a big part of that. I'm like, you know, people are making music a certain way. Instead of complaining about it, let me just fill that gap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mighty Cannons was... That, that's why I tell people Mighty Cannons is the King Mighty 2 sequel. You know, it's MCU'd out. Like, it's this... Mm-hmm. It's this this is the old King Mighty 2. I always make fun of Mike. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. You Iron Man 2, and this is like Captain America. Like, it's just, it's just, I don't even know if that came out after, but, um, but, but, but yeah, you know, I, I believe in being the change you want to see. You know, um, I, I was never a fan of like long, drawn out intros about nothing. So I'm like, well, let's have an abrupt intro. Um, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I see people all the time that do like, Wu-Tang kind of influences and stuff, but like, it's like, it always feels like something's missing. So I'm like, oh, well, let me just fix that. Like, let me just, right. you know, and, and you know, I'll, I'll let Ace speak to the writing side because he has pretty pretty cool stuff about that. I'm sorry. Good. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep, I hear you. Yep. My bad, I was distracted. Say it one more time. Oh, yeah, you know, kind of, um, oh, well, I'll let the host talk. No, we, we were talking about the, um, you know, being the change that you wanted to see out there and yeah, yeah, how the yeah. album is kind of about mm-hmm. not just being a whack rapper, but being a talented rapper who's standing mm-hmm. in a line trying to fit in, uh, ruining your career. Yeah, like like he said, like, like he said, we talk about, like, you know, it's how it's like the most cliche thing you could say is be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, but usually cliches are a cliche for a reason because it's true. You know what I mean? Yes. So like instead of me sitting here complaining about why I feel like MCA or MCB and MCC that I grew up idolizing or that an MC that I really admire is not doing this and, and he's not doing this and he used to be so good at this and he was good at this. Don't complain about, don't go out to the world in these interviews, like how I'm sitting here talking to you or in saying names and being disrespectful to people that inspired you. You know what I mean? Just do what you think that they're not doing anymore. You know, do, do what you think that you want to hear. And in turn, it's going to, it's going to, like that vibration is going to spread out and people that want to hear the same thing that we're talking about are going to feel that, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, yo, people just don't really rap really good anymore. Like it's either like we just talking about drugs over hard beats or the the lyrics are kind of really good, but the beats are crazy, like weird. It's like, you know, it's not, it's no good balance. It's like, yo, whatever happened to really good beats and really good lyrics. Yeah, like, and that's where we just you know we honed in on that first. We trying to be the change you want to see. There was a period of time where like drug addict music took over. Mm-hmm. 
It's still it's still lingering. It's lingering still, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like lean and pills and yeah, like it's, it's yeah. And it became like it became really sad. Like the new album was like the last note I'm leaving you before I go. <laughs> if you're reading this, it's too late. I was I'm like, in the damn. Kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. I'm dead. <laughs> it's over. Flatline. Yeah, they'd be like, people would be like, I love so and so. I'm like, you better love him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna die. <laughs> That's bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was so that is awesome to just step in there because if you don't, I think a lot of people will step out there and kind of Kevin Durant the situation and just be like, this guy over here sucks. This guy over here sucks. This guy over here sucks. And to Ace's point, if instead of that you step in and become that positive change, you can reignite people who might be on autopilot. Mm-hmm. You can right. fix the situation by never by just setting an example. You know, uh, yeah, Tim Duncan, that shit. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that. Next question is Capadonna. <laughs> Capadonna says terrifying tongue hymns. How was that realization that you didn't just get a Capadonna verse, but a dialed in all time Capadonna verse? But that was me. That was me. I fucked that up. That's crazy. Yeah. Cap- Capadonna's at the end. He's at the he doesn't rap. Okay. No, he doesn't rap. No, he talks at the end, but but still, that's a great thing because I was tapping into that woo energy and it was like, yo, I want fine tongue hymns. Like, when people hear this verse, I want them to think like, yo, this is like this is Wu Tang right here. So even for you saying that, that's like that's 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 great because it's like I don't care about it being me. Like that's how much I love Wu Tang. It's like I want it to be like it's bigger than me. Like how you said, how we just said, be the change you want to see. I missed Wu-Tang, man. I missed yep. real Wu-Tang. So that beat, everything, it just made oh. me like rap that way. And, and you know, like I said, like, I don't, I don't want to share, like, you know, I don't want to like, just like post everything that's like being said, but like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I talked to Cap about that, and he just he 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 really likes the song. He really loves it, and you know, uh, that's you know, awesome. That's the bro, yeah. man. Like you know, he always tell me anytime you can call me anytime. We, I wanted a verse though. I wanted a verse. I'm not gonna front. I wanted yeah, the verse. It, it was it was funny. Was that you know? It was wrapped up. He was too busy working on Supreme Clientele too. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but. He's working on Supreme Clientele too, and Beautiful. shit he doing and shit like that. So we got what we got, and yeah. you know, I, I, I'm kind of happy it turned out that way because guys, like you know, um, I, I always butcher my man name, Substance. Yeah, Substance. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. My man, Substance. I, I I don't get the Substance part wrong. I get the numbers wrong. Yeah. Got, right, 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 right. My man, Substance. Oh, so like like having him on there and like. You know, my brother, I let my brother hear the song and he was like, yo, who's this? And it was Substance rapping. And he was like, yo, this sound like somebody from Killer Army. Like, like, but that's dope to me because I grew up listening to them. Like, and I was like, yo, you right. Like, so it made it even more special. And I'm glad that like, 
you know, he just talked on it and guys that deserve some shine got like some shine. If any, if any shine is given, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the thing is, um, and I think we could share like this, this was intended to be a Capadonna song. Um, so, you know, like that, that's why Ace has, it was like heavy Wu-Tang references and like referencing Cap in the vert. Cause like right. it's supposed to be him and then Cap comes on and I was supposed to be for, for, for Cap. He was working on other stuff. So we're just like, well, this song is too good to just scrap. Like we'll just use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. And I was talking, uh, I was talking to Ace before we jumped on that like, there's this uh, there's this process where people are like, because Wu Tang now is is enormous, and it's like legendary. But when I was growing up, everybody wasn't into Wu Tang, right? And Wu Tang, the like the album Thirty Six Chambers took a while to go gold. In a yeah. in an environment where lots of people were going gold and platinum, it was it was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And, but we were like a cult, you yeah. know. There was like three to five years where all I wore was Wu Wei. Yeah, yeah. I had the fake Wu Wei. I had knockoffs. I had knockoff Wu Wei. I had knockoff Wu from the. Yeah, you, 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 you had Wu War. Yeah, all of that Wu Wu. I had all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was like that. Like, just to have that logo, like. When I was like 13, I would have killed to have the hat you have on your head. Like, yep. I would have been like, yo, let's, you know, we going to jump him. Take his hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, that's how much we love that shit, man. And um, right. I, that influence is heavy on this project as well, man. Like, like, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's like one of the core influences. Cause he's a big RZA fan. I'm a big RZA fan as far as production goes and, um, you know, obviously, a lot of the members are legendary MCs, so it's a lot of. But them. to your point, Mighty, it's not just the influence; it's also the excitement. Mm-hmm. Yes. The excitement of hearing the Wu Tang is in this album, and and that and that that was that to me is the biggest thing of the biggest part of Wu Tang. You know, Wu Tang means a lot to me because it's supposed to be like the hardest, most exciting. Like, you know, action, you know, you know, like now there's people they say, oh, yeah, but it's just like, no, there's 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 always the excitement part that's missing mm-hmm. that people all when, you know, because this is not, you know, th- this is a style that that has been done by different people over the years, sure. but it always felt like the excitement was missing. If you listen to that intro, you hear like um, when the, the beginning talking and you hear like the sample playing. You'll hear like the bees cut in, and like, and you'll hear that bee oh, sound. Yeah, it's like it's like like foretelling, like you know, this the hot is coming. You yeah. know, what I mean? it just goes through the album, it builds up, and then hive. You know, that's amazing. That. That's amazing. The uh, and I, we have to. I have to give another shout out just to because when you talk about the excitement, the excitement's in the beat, but I have to give love to Ace too because. The reason I gave the inspected deck comparison is Ace is not just an incredible writer, but he's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Like the fucking songs are fun to listen to. Every time Ace speaks, you have to listen. Um, I don't mistake people for Capadonna all the time. Um, so, 
there, yeah, there's a there's a focus and there's a performance to what you're doing on top of the writing that is is married in a way that we don't get a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of great writers in hip hop, I don't care to listen to. They're not really performing. Yeah, it's, they're just they're just checking boxes. They're just you know, oh, I'm writing good. Oh, I say clever thing. Okay, all right, that's it. Yep. So much more. Yep. Oh, like I told him a lot, like on this album, a lot. The thing he said that I got used to him saying, and the thing that I said that he got used to me saying is, uh, him saying BPMs to <laughs> me, and me saying vocal inflections. Like, <laughs> Vocal yep. inflections was like my main thing on this in post production. Like that was like the thing I was really into because I never like worked with a producer that was so keen on like you know the post production of a song. I'm like, really? Oh, I'm gonna change this. What you think? Wow, really? I like that. Oh no, but I don't like this. I'm gonna change this. What you think? I'm like, really? Like like I'm just sitting there like a kid and like on Christmas. I'm like. I like everything. What do you want me to say? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and then like to what you said about like Inspector Deck and like Wu-Tang, like so, so many Wu-Tang references through the album, they're like just, they're sprinkled, but it's so, it's so light that you don't even notice like on Catatonic, uh, you know, I, I say a Mozart with a twist of ghost cadence. And then yep. on, on, on Molotov, I say it's the rebel, but I ain't Chuck or INS. You know what I mean? So it's like, we kind of like wanted to like sprinkle that like respect through the album and you know hopefully people would catch on well they'll know if they watch this but um sure. there's a lot of like little idiosyncrasies. <laughs> that's beautiful that's yeah. another word that's another word <laughs> yeah no it's 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 great and the so the other thing mighty told me was he wanted to make the perfect 30-minute album. Yeah. In this environment, it's very important because a lot of the restrictions around the way music's made have been gone, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to make a three-minute song. You can make a one-minute song, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, can ha- you, you, know, you can have just one nine-minute song. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes... What is an album and what is an EP, definition-wise? Well, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I go with the with the Grammy Spotify definition. I I think for rap, it's because you know there'll be metal albums that you know like Dope Smokers one song and it's a, it's an hour, you know. Right, but right, uh, right, right. but you know just. I, I think I think Kanye kind of all right. It's seven now. Like okay, an album can be seven songs now. Whatever. Uh, I think what what makes an album an album is is more than just the time and length. Is is the is the complete thought. Oh, I, okay. You know, it's, if 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 you can go through this thing and it doesn't feel, you feel like there's a there's a start and an ending. There's a conclusion and there, a, a com, there's a complete thought. Um, you know, people kind of take the reins off of that. And that's when they do an EP. An EP is like, oh, here's just me. Like, here's a couple songs. There's nothing. Nothing's tied together. Nothing's going on here. Just low stakes. It's the EP. It's yeah. like when a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll make albums and then lie and say they're mixtapes to lower expectations. You know, for me, an album is like you putting your stamp on it. This is how I'm feeling at this particular time. This is 
this is what I'm thinking is a complete thought. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it. I've gone through a bunch of different things because there are still people out there, wonderfully cheeky people, who are mm-hmm. saying Illmatic is an EP, which is funny. Yeah, they're wrong. Somebody say Illmatic is an EP. They're they're having a fun time. They're having a fun time with words. That's what people do now. But uh, it, I I don't agree with it. But it's people having fun with words. I would say for me. Half hour is too long to be an EP, right? That is, if I'm spending a half hour somewhere, that's probably an album. Uh, so I don't know. I kind of settled on 21 minutes ish as like, I mean, like, yeah, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of guys in our world, you know, these are like minute 30, two minute songs. And if there's like seven, eight, nine of them, it's going to be under 20 minutes. You know, it's, it's, uh, but again, as long as, a complete thought was conducted. I think that 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 deserves the album stamp. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great, great way to think about it. The uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for for both being here, for holding it down like alligator bites. You know. <laughs> clean. I, I clean them boys up. Huh? <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate it. I can't wait for more people. You both must have more people checking for you than ever before. Um, it's the new fan syndrome. It's really interesting to be, uh, yeah, to be the new the new kid in town with the kind of honeymoon press a little bit, right? Like, you probably won't get a bad review on this album from anybody. Yeah, the, they'll, they'll just be wrong. Like, it's fine. They're just wrong. <laughs> they'll just they'll just say like people who don't know that, that aren't repping this album don't know it exists but people right. that hear it will probably start repping it that's just how it is um for a while until you reach armand hammer level and then people are like is this even rapping it's great uh it's, you can't beat it but uh thank you both for coming by this has been awesome yes, uh, i appreciate yeah, it for, for being completely uh, real about it, how this came together and t- you totally messing up my album of the year, Google Doc. Uh, oh, I love hearing that. I love hearing that. I'm just like, fuck, I'm back at square one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Like and subscribe, follow the whole deal. Uh, grimynobody.com the merch is, is elaborate it's beautiful my son is going to take the sticker the Mighty Healthy logo sticker I don't know oh, what he's- the little duns the little duns the little duns the little duns <laughs> I the sticker packet I'm like you can have one of the sticker packet he's like the logo I'm like my, ah. kid, my kid got the sticker packet on his wall he put it on his wall the little duns man yeah give the little duns yeah, little duds, man. Kids will tell you what's cool and what's not cool too. So, yeah, no, they'll know. Like I told you, Mighty, that I put this album on and the cats ran away. Right? That I yeah. was. Like, oh yeah, that's you. That was you. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> love cats. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. What? Get out of Something's going on. Uh, right. So yeah. appreciate you, uh, everybody. Cop up. Stay grimy. Yeah.
not a specter dark imposed upon my vision. An uninvited phantom, a shady apparition. The phantom's boss, a face and form, was shrouded by the gloom. From whence was heard the rhythmic words, repent, be gone, <laughs> 